listen, this is, I guess we should say something about this being our first pod since our first public appearance. Oh, yeah. exciting and fun and shout out NFC and shout out everyone who came to the event. It was just amazing to meet everyone and just be a part of the space and to contribute. And we just loved every single second of it. And we will have an episode come out next week about it. And we're super excited about that as well. So stay tuned. Yeah. Learned a lot about the space too, about the Web3 space. Yeah, I can't wait to just like dive in and talk about it because I think that we were just kind of immersing ourselves in it for a couple of weeks and just learning everything we can about it and listening and reading. And I was really great to see it all manifest in just really organic conversations. Definitely, definitely. I mean, people were mad accessible. Yeah. Too, with their time and with um, with their experience and what they've learned so it was really cool which i think is definitely just a function of how people are in this space too so yeah and it's how people it's like what the the kind of like the world people are trying to build yeah you know agreed people couldn't see my air quotes around world but they were there no one missed them (laughs) oh man well I do have a question on the culture front, I suppose. I have an answer. Um, so Adam Sandler, first of all, another banger. Congratulations. Do you mean the record. movie about a white man learning how to play basketball and make it to the league? Uh, yes. Well, yeah. in short, yes, yes. The, the broader question I wanted to get to was like athlete actors and like non-actor celebrities in acting roles because there were some phenomenal performances by people I wouldn't consider to be actors. Who? Anthony Edwards, uh, NBA player. Continue. First of all. Did he play himself or he played like? He played, he played like the other top prospect who like kind of formed like a rivalry with him and i'll send you some clips on twitter like just elite shit talking it's like you're you're kind of rooting for him in some of the scenes too where he's just like eating the main character's lunch it's like it's it's good it's good so who else kenny the jet smith okay nba on tnt you know the one i know the one yeah, he plays an agent who's like Adam Sandler's character's uh, best friend. Okay. I'm rolling my eyes because I just don't find Adam Sandler to be funny. And I also yeah, feel... Yeah, he, not, it's not a funny movie. Yeah, it's but not. then I, because a, I know him a as a... But because I know him as a funny guy, I just assume that I can't... I, I can't take any role that he plays in a dramatic sense, seriously. And then also... Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I feel like he always plays a grimy character. 
Why can't well, he's you a just grimy get... guy? He leans into it. No, I know, but it's just like. Well, Queen Latifah was his wife, and and ate him, ate him up in every scene. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying she's she's his wife. Queen Latifah was playing Adam Sandler's wife. Yes, you're not selling me on this movie because that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, I, to me, it was a worthwhile watch. And LeBron James, like executive producer or something. Yeah, uh-huh. Sandler's Sandler's done it again, honestly. Stop. Really worthwhile watch is an understatement. It was like, it was a banger. It was a banger. A lot of NBA players in it. They played their roles well. And you haven't really answered my question about celebrity, what? celebrities acting, like non-actor celebrities acting. I don't have a problem with non-celebrity actors acting. I do think it's weird when athletes want to make the transition to acting because I feel like the skills don't, don't relay in any type of way. But I also think acting is just extremely hard. So I really don't understand. And it's like such a mental and emotional exercise, which yes, playing sports is, but not in the same way at all. Yeah. I think as an athlete, it's easy to be in a movie, like as yourself, as a prop. Yes. Like there were a lot of players that were just like that. They were just in there playing basketball and you're like, oh, there's Trey Young. Like, oh, also though with athletes, um they talk to the media like every day so you kind of know you get a sense for like over the course of their career like who would be good in the media space themselves either as a member of the media like Charles Barkley mm-hmm. Shaq Draymond Green like somebody like that or um like even as an actor I'm trying to think of more examples like The Rock is is a good one even though he wasn't like he had like a cup of coffee in the NFL. He didn't really play. maybe maybe like Terry Crews. Yeah, but maybe it's more of the football player <laughs> to Terry acting. Crews. I know maybe it's more the football player to acting timeline. I mean, sorry, maybe it's <laughs> the football player to acting pipeline. Yeah, but basketball players too, kind of. I don't know. Basketball but also players like though, like they are playing basketball for longer, and I feel like basketball players have more. Like basketball players can really transition into the business side of sports really easily because mm-hmm. I think they have they have more money. They've had to manage their money for longer and they generally have like bigger personalities because it is like a um, more intimate stage that they're on. Whereas the football yeah. players, like 15 football players could retire tomorrow and I would have no idea who that is. But if 15 basketball players retire tomorrow, odds are if 15 basketball players retire tomorrow odds are i'm gonna know who they are yeah yeah like and it's how the the sports market themselves too like basketball obviously there's like only 12 people on a team and they don't wear a helmet like you know all their faces like football like i'm trying to think jamar chase was just rookie of the year like i knew who he was at lsu like i've known who he was he was a big prospect forever he had a huge rookie season like, I don't know his face at all. Like, he could walk past me on the street. I would have no clue. And exactly. it's like, there are players more famous than him that I could say that about in the NFL. And, like, Tobias Harris, like, had a, a like, just low-key role in that movie. Like, the main character in that movie was Wancho Hernan Gomez. And, I, and, and he's, that? like, yeah, he's, like, a role player in the NBA. He was, like, by far of the NBA players in there like who had roles in the movie he's by far the worst player 
Wait, oh, so does he and play anymore? He plays still. Yeah. When did he have time to do this movie? Uh, in the off season. Shit, I don't know. I don't like how they have multiple streams of income and the income is coming from like the NBA, which movies is like movies and the NBA. Yeah, yeah. like come no, on. But he's, he might make more money. Like, well, okay, I'm trying to think. He probably Can makes, we like, give the role to like a six foot four, like not known person. Yeah, but that's part of why the movie was so fire, though, is because the basketball was so good. Like, I guess they don't really need like a lot of sports coordinators. Yeah. Well, also, when you watch sports movies, like, especially at, when you're younger, you don't really realize that the sports actually being played on the screen are just horrible. Like, they're just, they're like unwatchable. Now I'm so, think. seeing like actual NBA players, like, basically just play pickup with like, really uh technical like high quality camera work and shit and like different angles and stuff it's i mean it's just it's interesting it's a cool watch this must be like a guy thing because like i don't Maybe. you're not really selling me on this like is, is there I know, a, love I feel like story? I'm doing a great job of selling it <laughs> is there like a love story involved um Honestly, it's like Adam Sandler and this and, the, and Queen and Latifah. Oh. That's no, the love story. No, Adam Sandler and uh Wancho, the main character. <laughs> that's the main that's the main like, love story. It's well, there's no like there's no romantic love story. They have honestly, they could have done more with Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah's relationship. She really just holds him down throughout the whole movie. And he's like kind of tank, he's like kind of setting his career on fire, like trying to train this dude. And He's like, he's going to be the next big thing, like, whatever. So you're telling me the only type of love story involved is with Queen Latifah, a Black woman, making sure that the white man succeeds? That, you're telling me that's the movie I should go watch. And well, then about a Hispanic well, it's man. Well, she's, she's straight. I mean, she's straight already. Like, I mean, I'm not talking sexuality-wise. We know your thoughts on that. But she's good in the movie. Like, she, I mean... She's a former. No, she's a good actress. Like, I watched Living yeah. Single religiously. She's a good actress. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <sighs> and uh, the love affair between Bo and the game—that's basically it. The game of basketball. <laughs> this whole movie seems like it was written in a day and. Oh, it's good. It's in a good. day. <laughs> Watch it before we record in a couple of days and and come back to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like literally do. I just like, I don't know. I'm a movie snob. I don't have you seen Uncut Gems? Yes, and I fell asleep. Oh I'm telling crazy. you, Adam Sandler, I don't need it. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like I haven't seen Happy Gilmore and I haven't really seen I guess I've seen Billy Madison, but that movie was ass to me. He basically gives me the ick if we're really gonna like talk about it like really adam sandler gives me the heck well because he gets he gets flicked up by paparazzi and like all of his like walking downstairs to the bodega fits like yeah like <laughs> like good. shirt and like baggy shorts and shit you know like he's just kind of a fucking goof yeah it just he just freaks me out honestly like i can't explain it to you but if i met him i would be like afraid like i feel like Fair enough fair enough be like you're gonna do something well now that we've gotten to the root of it you we could just talk about the movie objectively because there's there's some heat in that there's some heat in that movie i'll send you a few scenes you pique your interest no 
Anyways, <laughs> I know we're supposed to be encouraging conversation here, but I, <laughs> I can't tap in. I can't. I won't. <laughs> well, thanks for encouraging my interests. You're welcome. <laughs> I will never yuck your yums. I will only sometimes say Yeah, what do you mean never? You just did. You just spent a few minutes yucking my yums. It's not my fault that you don't have amazing taste. Oh, it's like I do. I have good taste. I have good taste. And I have pretty broad taste. People sell me short because I fuck with Marvel so heavy, but I have broad taste. Yeah, I fuck with Marvel heavy and I and I have good taste. But I just like good cinematic movies. That's a really Marvel is like so well produced. Yeah, I don't I'm not really with the the hate on the CGI. I'm yeah, I think whatever. Yeah, I'm like, could you do that? Because I can't. Yeah, and they, listen, they certainly roll out a few stinkers. They have to. It's, it's like a machine. Yeah. It's like the new Doctor Strange. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you it's didn't like little, it, right? I didn't like little, it. Little gimmicky. So gimmick. I thought it was lazy. It was lazy. Yeah. I did. I think I thought Wanda was firing it. Wanda was fire, but I was like, this could have been like episode 11 of the entire series. <laughs> It's basically what it was. No, it was. It was just like a two-hour episode 11 that nobody really asked for. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, Secret Wars, X-Men, Fantastic Four. this time to introduce someone who I've known for quite a while and is possibly my favorite person in the world second to like ouch maybe well but um everybody this is Sierra my sister otherwise known as at s turns also known as <laughs> bad gal cc also known as um her film account mocha wine nearby also known yeah, can as- we talk about wait wait hold on can we talk about the mocha wine mm-hmm. i came up with it i think see i've always i've just always been curious about like what what the thought process with that because mocha wine sounds like it would be some cheeks but i i what I, <laughs> in what way like it wouldn't taste good oh 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 no but i think it was more of like a mocha like brown girls yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just a vibe. Yeah, just a vibe. There's really no like, you know, it's not like I was like science. I was like mocha wine. Yeah, no, and it, the nearby just rhymes, kind All of. Right. All right. <laughs> so it's for vibes. Yes, it's for vibes. Bet, yes, bet, bet. but I'm so happy to be here. So, Cece, we have brought you onto the pod because. You are our house music expert. Sierra, if you could give your expertise a little bit or some background on your expertise for house music, because we want to discuss the one, the only, honestly, never mind. So I wouldn't say I'm necessarily an expert just yet. I think just being exposed to Chicago culture um, and being in Chicago for like the past three to three and a half, four years, especially the last two you kind of just like gravitate towards it because that's where it all began. Um, but 
I'm a developing expert. There's people that are like true, 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 true house music heads that I'm friends with, i.e. Samad, shout out Samad, and Jazz for sure. But um, I would say I really became interested in house music um, through Kate Trinata, um, because I think in quarantine, I think I really connected with his music because it was really the only thing that we could play in the house. I didn't have a lot of cuss words, but like would sure. still amp up the energy. <laughs> so that's why I always say I fell in love with house music because it just, during that horrible time of quarantine 2020, like I would just put my headphones in and I just listened to different SoundCloud mixes because there's a lot of unofficial tracks that Kate has on SoundCloud that are not on Spotify. So I would just find them. I'd find him like I would find his like Coachella 2019 music sets, and like I just listened to the whole thing. To this day, I go on walks and I just listen to his sets. And then I started really tapping into like other artists, um, like some OG um, house and techno pioneers, like Moody Man, Frankie Knuckles. And Moody Man was actually he's the first part in Passion Fruit, where it's like hold on, hold on, like wait, like fuck that. Oh, that that's moody man and that is one of detroit techno's pioneers and i've seen him i've i went i saw him in the fall and it was so fun um and then there's other ones like ron hardy larry levan i mean larry levan and Ricky knuckles both died i think larry levan died of uh, hiv in the 80s 90s um but it's just such a fun time i really love house because it's like a mixture of all of the genres I feel like I grew up with and I love. Mm -hmm. um, Frankie Knuckles, which is really like the godfather of House. He describes House as disco's revenge because I mean, both genres, but especially disco is like queer, black queer, black and brown queer, um, a black and brown queer, brown queer creation. And honestly, it was so commercialized. Um, yeah. And um, it became a commodity and that really took away from the essence of what disco is all about. It's all about a music form that was really sacred there. Yeah. How do you feel? Like, how do you feel yeah. about the album? I'm curious too about like what you thought, if if you knew, like, or if you heard that it was going to be a house album before it dropped mm -hmm. and like what you thought. And then like, what you think about the album compared to like your expectations? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I have very low expectations for Mr. Aubrey um, because he <laughs> to me is not an artist. I think he's a commodity. Um, and okay. I think he's a product yeah. of like music markets. Um, and he doesn't really get at the root of a lot of historic, like of black history, like black music history, like IE literally what he's done with this album. Um, I wouldn't call this, and there's a lot of tweets basically being like it's not a hip-hop album it's not a hip because there's a whole genre of hip house and it's not a house album it's just like this weird commodity of like house music that's not necessarily edm because that's edm is a whole different genre but um it's not completely house so i personally felt like i'm not gonna like sit here and be like i'm not listening to it like i respect the whole whatever he was trying to do I have to like through my analysis of like whether I liked it or not I had to realize that like Drake is not that deep like yes he's yeah. producers like Black Coffee Black Coffee is amazing I saw him at Coachella like he got the best dance electronic music album and that's what Kate Trigana got last year at the Grammys like he's a great producer but one a huge part about house music is the lyrics like 
and I was gonna end my analysis on this in my context is that house music is so like it's so gospel and soul focused that like it's supposed to like literally like take you to another like transcend you to another element like it's a whole hearing and listening experience you don't just like hear house music you listen to it thoroughly and that's why I love like what Kate Trinata does I love that's what like you know Sango like all of those like great you know house DJs out right now um and that's what I think honestly Nevermind lacks is that like it doesn't have that like the the lyrics are ass honestly like they don't yeah. carry anything like it's just it's really good production but it's not followed up by like really good lyrics that like you thought it was good production I thought it, it sounded kind of lazy some parts oh I, I thought think, it, I thought the production was pretty good I thought, it, I thought the production was good <laughs> and I think that's because he used good like house music DJs and producers like black coffee yeah. and I don't know the other ones but like he used like there's another genre of like house music in Baltimore and Jersey. Like he yeah, used I was gonna say, like, there's some be more club yeah, sounds on there like, for there's, sure. So like he used that, like he did that research, but he didn't go deep enough. Like if you wanted to do a real house album, he should have done a residency in Chicago. Like all of the DJs mm-hmm. I like follow on Instagram, they don't have, they have like, they haven't posted anything about what he's done because to, it's just really like a blimp. Like it's just like, it's just a moment in time and he's trying to do something i respect him for experimenting but i think he also like capitalized on like how like you know like tiktok virality and then also i think there's also like a lot of people that are more into house music that are our age that i think he probably like took advantage of why do you think um but he also had been hinting at this for a bit right like you brought up passion fruit before um yes even like um I mean that's like my song but so many songs on more life um, passion fruit and get it together get it are together, very, like very yeah housey mm-hmm. and so yes. and black coffee literally produced get it together so right and like those are such like solid tracks like those are such solid records of his so why do you think that he like wanted no ways yeah like feel no ways even has like similar vibes so mm-hmm. why do you think that he was trying to i don't know really just blow up the entire house thing into now it's a full-on album and do you think that that actually related to why it's a secret drop like if he had been promoting this and giving sounds maybe people would have scrutinized it even more good question I think it's That's true I think that like I don't know but also Drake's not I that think, serious yeah. so I don't know he's not that he's not that serious he's yes, that's how I yeah. looking at it because I'm like I had to look at it when my friends asked me like what I think I'd be like oh do you want my like really intellectual because I told us this is like I love Twitter and Elastic because it's like my intellectual Super Bowl like I love like reading things that like people like I I've just I read like because I took a whole class on this I literally studied like the electronic music dance scene in Shanghai like for three months so it's like I love this stuff and like learning the implications and the influences but then I had to realize that like Drake is not that serious like he's literally like a yeah. commodity himself no he's literally no. in the club going like this like yeah and I also think that what if what could have made it better like I said if he had those, if he centered yeah. those like black femme voices and I think that's why like Azalea Banks is so awesome because like I mean she's very problematic but like you know she does hip-hop she does hip house and like it's her amazing rapping but I also think that's what makes Kitchenata so great too is that like he uses features of people like teacher moses and like even tanache like, like people that we wouldn't yeah and sid that we wouldn't necessarily like see a lot in other features like i didn't hear from tanache 
except for like working me for like a few years and I was like I love that song yeah um, but I, so, too. yeah she's mm. amazing so I'm like if I could have like heard more like maybe femme voices on the album I think that would be like really cool but he didn't do that and his falsetto falsetto voice is like really freaking like annoying to me <laughs> no it's like the beta mic <laughs> so, it's the Drake so, sound though that, that yeah. goes back to what you were saying earlier like I would kind of complicate what you said about Drake not being an artist. Like, I do think that he is an artist, but he very much is a commercial artist at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, he's much more interested in just capturing sounds. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that his catalog is big enough and he is, like, established enough now that, like, I don't think that he, like, is that interested in concerning himself. And this is the difference between him and somebody like Kendrick, right? Like, Kendrick spends five years on his last album and like you know you don't really hear from him in the middle and it's like as a body of work to listen to you you can't really get through it more than a couple times because it's such an active listen drake is on the complete other end of the spectrum where like he's just trying to give you sounds for the summer or something exactly like when he was on that whole dance hall kick like in in like 2016 2017 like it was kind of the same thing right like it wasn't he didn't go like all the way this way where you're uh like you think that he's like really uh trying to like add to the body of work within a certain genre but he's like kind of just staying on the fringe and like sort of doing his own thing so it's a little eyebrow raising but I think what you're left with in the end is just like something that's like just Drake, you know? Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah. The one thing I don't like that's like the, what's been happening, I think on Twitter, what I've seen is that people are like, I don't like this like house music. And I'm like, this is not true house music. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is like Drake watered like, down Walmart. Yeah. Like this is not mm-hmm. like, what house music but is. But I also yeah. think that house music in its truest form, based on what you said, is not for the masses. Like it's no. not it's not for the <laughs> masses. And Drake produces music for the masses. So like yeah. that's why this version yeah. it works. Like I heard Sticky the other day in it's like so out, and it sounds it's so it's good. It's and I'm just like, yeah. yeah, I'm like, damn, this sounds amazing. Even that little part where he like goes French. I'm like, I yeah. love that little well, tidbit. But like that's a yeah. massively massively produced song and like I only think maybe a few house music songs can like be produced on like that level where it's like everybody in their room is gonna like yeah, yeah. you know what I mean also Sticky's like, like classic Sticky's like classic Jersey club so it's like, yeah that's a, I feel like a lot of Jersey club. Yeah, I, lot, I feel like a lot of I like currents too yeah currents yeah. with the bed squeeze massive yeah 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 Drake Drake just wants to be like he wants to be this like all-encompassing figure. He's trying to be like a prince almost, like where it's just like I can do anything. No, I'm mm-hmm. saying uh-uh. no, Sierra, stay with me. He's trying to be like that level of like an artist. Princes, I'm not saying they're one and the same at all. Prince is just like ethereal, but he's trying to be like this level of artist where he can basically do anything and no one's gonna say anything. That's what he's trying to be. Well, I feel like yeah. that's kind of where he is already. Like yeah. I the reason that I don't like that comparison is because like it's a I would, bad comparison, guys. Okay. I would equate him, well, I would equate him more to like an MJ. If you're thinking of like Prince versus Michael Jackson, like Drake has like the commercial and like across 
demographic appeal that like a Michael Jackson had and somebody like Prince like like Prince is it was more about the art than like commercialism yeah. ever yeah like I like I think that uh I don't, I don't know I don't have a good like analog for this album of like MJ's catalog but uh you can't compare yeah it's like it's I just like think, Michael I think that, like each al- each album there was like about three to four just like this is a solid record <laughs> yeah because yeah, there's like, Quincy Jones like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah like to me like Drake would be more interested in uh having like everybody in the world listen to him a little bit than having one like concentrated like hive that's really yeah. deeply enjoying his projects like yeah. he just kind of wants to be all things to all people like he wants to people yeah. to be able to party to his shit like he wants people to be like he wants his catalog to be able to take people through like the whole range of emotions like in life and that kind of has just led to him being like a little bit watered down in everything mm-hmm. he tries yeah and we kind of talked about this too well like on an earlier episode where like if you are producing music like at this level for this amount of people like it's not it sounds so different than when you first had your first like ep or mixtape out because like it's just has to be different sierra mm-hmm. other question so then you won't break my soul <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um i go. think no because i was like i was like oh this is for the girls and the gays let's go <laughs> yeah um, I think Queen Beyonce understood the assignment she and did. she understood the history context because I mean there's samples of like classic house. No, you you listen to the Drake album and then you put the Beyonce track on. Yeah. And it's like you like somebody it's not even the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's which which also just shows I think the different iterations of like how people like interpret house and like the history of it. But history is super important with house, especially because it's been manipulated to literally a year white european sorry because when we say european we don't always think that like black people are included within that and like there's so many genres within electronic music that black people in like london and like the uk have also done so well like uk garage is like another genre anyways i'm just saying that like white european edm music the billion dollar industry of it like it's so that's what people think is house music and that needs to or at least our generation and yeah, that like that, that needs to unlearn be that <laughs> like that needs to, that well, that's to like drugs and synthesizers to me yeah oh drums you said drums no, said no drugs. i said no i did say drugs <laughs> oh 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 edm yeah yeah, but like it, you can be, you know, you can be like in like a true like house like bar, like and like you know do some stuff, and it's so amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no shit. You guys <laughs> you should come. To you, want. you guys should come. Well, anyways, back to your old, old, old like your question. Um, yeah, Beyonce, she did a good job. I'm excited for it. I hope this is not like the most hype song. Yeah, um, but I. A lot of there's a lot of speculation on like Reddit that like Kate Chinata produced some stuff, but Kate Chinata just produced a whole album for IDK. So I don't know how much she has in him. And he's also producing his own album. Um, but I mean, it'd be nice to have like one track because like Kate Chinata's definitely remixed um, some of Beyonce's stuff on the SoundCloud. So True. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I'm happy that this is all free PR for Kate Chinata, honestly. Yeah, it was <laughs> such good PR. Yeah. People, 
yeah. I mean, a couple of people were like, why don't you just text him? Yeah. <laughs> like literally. No, literally. But yeah. at the same time, like, I don't know. He just was, he's just doing his own thing. But yeah. Cause I also yeah. think that's like with producers, like I think with black coffee, um, I don't, I don't really know his features that well, but like Kachanada, I don't think is a type of producer that's going to like just go for the mainstream artist, you know? Yeah. Like he's very much has his own niche style. Like I don't think he would just produce for anyone. Yeah. I don't know. I'm acting like I know. I'm acting like I know him, but yeah. He has a collection <laughs> of people that he's like are kind of his go-tos now, I feel like too. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. And a lot of people we mentioned earlier, to be honest. But uh, we kind of got to get out of here, you guys. Yeah. Um, oh, this is C- so fun. Cece. Um, yeah, wasn't it? You yeah. got any tweets Cece. for us? Um, yes, I do. Hit us. Uh, we love a little guest tweet. And when you're done, I'm going to ask you your top, your Katronata top three, really just because I'm curious. Ooh, but okay. We could, also, we could also put some people on. Yeah. Okay. I have two. I have, some, I have two. Hit me with it, baby. Niggas listen to a dance album in bed at 1 a.m. talking about they're not feeling it. And then another one. And then another one. Okay, so I love house music, so I'm not hating this drink at all. But I see why people are confused because why did you go grow braids to drop this? Yeah, that's a good one. Synthetic or real hair, we'll never know. <laughs> yeah. And then my top three, Kichinata. I also have, if you want to like, I have a house music playlist and it has a lot of OGs on there. Well, if you we'll, we'll, it. we'll drop the link. Um, so I guess, okay. So my favorite song in the whole entire world is Free Fall. I have an analysis of that that I've done for my class. Um, and that's on Bubba. My yep. second one is um, Waitin'. And it's it's a very discreet song. Like when I saw Kichinata and... Um, in November with Max like he was like what is this song and I was like just wait it has a lot of anticipation um but it's Kachinata underscore wait in underscore 115 BPM um and then I would say that my third one is or it's kind of tied for third and second is got it it got it good and that's on 99.9 percent um and that's featuring Craig David which is like he is a like pioneer for UK garage that other genre I was talking about so for Kachinata to use somebody like that he's like everyone my professor and I were talking about it my professor was like he Kachinata knows his shit um but yeah that's my top three love it love it you're the one is my top one so that's yeah, it you're the one that's good. I love I love Sid yo so yeah Sid, Sid goes fucking crazy and the yeah. internet the internet has like a really deep catalog of just like low-key yeah. bangers and Kachinata has produced some of their bangers too so it's like I'm obsessed I'm with Sid, all of them so girl I love, I love yeah. your girl yeah be your girl and girl both uh, of them yeah all girl right. is so good oh my god yeah yeah um all right Dom you got a tweet Oh yeah, this is my favorite one, guys. And you guys know, you know, I love the BET Awards. The picture, the <laughs> picture of Jesse Smollett on the BET Awards red carpet. I hope he just keeps showing up to award shows and nothing happens. Yo, that that was a hilarious. That was a hilarious picture. I was just like, wait, this nigga doesn't think anything was ever wrong, but like, like okay. that was, what's up? What's up? Um, so funny. 
Well, uh, this this one actually had me in stitches, dog. That man called into Nappy Boy Radio with his life in shambles on the brink of divorce. And T-Pain said, I got exactly what you need. My new song with Chris Brown. <laughs> what is like the research? <laughs> I love you, dovey, dovey, dovey. Stop. I can't. <laughs> so funny, bro. That's like, I can't. I literally loved Turkey. I got exactly what you need. <laughs> wow, that was a moment too. Third grade me was like, this is what I need. I was like, Nappy Boy Radio. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, <laughs> and that was back when that was back when people were still making narrative music videos. You know, oh. it was like nerd Chris Brown and like jock Chris Brown. They were both beefing. We didn't also, and this is the last thing I'll say because we gotta go. I know, but like the, the music video that Drake dropped is so he is such a troll. Like, <laughs> yo, he's a fucking goofball. That's the other thing. He's funny as yeah. shit. He he's gonna have more, like a talented actor. Tristan Thompson telling this nigga like. Tristan Thompson would be in that nigga's best man (laughs) yo that's just straight troll behavior he's literally trolling every single Kardashian like he was like oh you guys think that like this man's canceled he's not (laughs) he's literally the um, biggest music video ever right now with and then he tags every girl's Instagram handle I was like you are wild wow dude what's the uh what's the song with him and Lil Yachty I don't even remember what, what song it was, but the video is them like in the Apple store, like on like little genius squad. Like <laughs> they're just like helping each other <laughs> type on the on the laptop. It's like, you guys are just bored. Yeah. His oh, music videos so are bored. like, yeah. They're funny though. Yeah, he might have a kid, but he's bored as hell sometimes. <laughs> and the way for you music video too. They're just nights. They're just like yeah, jobs. <laughs> oh man. It's just, it's just rich boy dress up. But it's tough. <laughs> it's cornrows still. I love yeah. him. I love his hair phases. Like that's how you can tell what he's going through. Like his CLB phase with the heart cut out fade. Like love that for him. That was that went on for too long though. I was like, like all right. Mm. Um. All right, <laughs> y'all. All right, you guys. Back to work. CC, thanks Hi. for coming. Yeah, Sierra, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, front of the pod. We'll see you soon. Just yeah, I'm excited. All right, I'll stop recording.